Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Well, good day to you guys out there in podcast land. We're so glad you're here with us. Once again, my name is Hank Meadows, and this is the Mosaic of Marion. I'm trying to say it right so I don't get fussed at. And with <laughs> me today idea. is you can hear Miss Mona. Hey, Miss Mona. Hey, it's good to be here again. So glad you guys are with us. So if you would, turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10, and we're going to finish up one way or the other. We're going to finish this <laughs> sucker sure up. I'll make sure we finish. Yes, to, so we can get back to <laughs> Hebrews 11. Yes. And to, to get going on that again. Uh, but this has been enjoyable for me. Yes. You know, as I think I said it when we first started, I preached this passage for Easter. Mm-hmm. And God just opened it up for me. But I have, I have thoroughly enjoyed going back, unpacking it all, and once again, remembering how to approach the throne of grace. Right, right. Well, Hebrews is just so rich. I love Hebrews, and I'll um, never forget when I first, it was actually one of the very first big Bible studies that I taught, um, and it was kind of ambitious for my first one, but um, but I just remember studying it and just learning so much about Jesus. Mm. And I mean, it's just such a rich, beautiful book um, that um, teaches us about Jesus and what he has done for us. And so um, anytime I can talk about Hebrews is a good thing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So having said that, mm. um, we're going to start today in verse 23, but um, I, and I've warned Miss Mona this today right before we came on air. Um, if you could just catch us up from 19 to 22 so we can jump into 23 real quick. Um, well, we started in 19, in this section, 19 through um, 25, because we were jumping off of he- Hebrews eleven four and what is talked about Abel and his um, sacrifice and his worship, and so we made that leap so that um, to talk about our worship and what our worship should work should look like, and it begins by being able to come into the throne room of God, and so we started with that in verses nineteen and twenty, and how Jesus has opened the way for us that we can stand before God. And then we continued um, and are continuing today to talk about how we come to that throne and how we come in and worship um, and the um, different aspects of that. And so that's kind of where we are is to finish up because last week, um, verse 22, it's full of meat and we um, pounded it out good. Amen. So here's what the Bible says. Here's what we're dealing with today. Um, there's one, and I think I, I, I mentioned this, you know, to me, it's a, a controversial verse uh, because people just don't want to live it out. <laughs> but that's verse 25 and 26, um, verse 25, not 26, about gathering together as mm-hmm. a church. And we'll deal with that in a minute. But let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Present tense word there. Mm-hmm. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. And here it is. Here's the controversial passage, I believe, because we make it that way. Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. I I say that sort of tongue-in-cheek, that it's controversial. It's nothing controversial about the verse. Our lives make it that way. 
Right. In Whether a sense. we want to obey it or not. It, is what the, it comes down to. <laughs> yes, exactly. So let me just make that statement before somebody runs out of here and says, Hank said it was controversial. <laughs> um, it's just because of how we live our lives right. and some decisions that we make. So anyway, let us hold fast uh, the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Thoughts? Well, I just want to go back and remind um, that this these encouragements, these exhortations, let us draw near, let us hold fast, and let us consider are all um, in the present tense, meaning that it's it's an ongoing thing. So we're keeping, keep on drawing near, keep on holding fast, keep on considering. And so as we keep on holding fast, we keep on holding tightly without wavering. Mm-hmm. We keep on holding tight to what we know about God. Um and that, and it says to hold fast, um, I've lost it, the confession of our hope without wavering. Um, so we hold fast to what we believe, what we know, what our ex, that hope is our expectation. We've talked, we say it a lot, but mm-hmm. it's not a hope so um, faith that we have, but we um, have an expectation of what um, God has said he will do. Um and so, and without wavering, that that brings me, you know, that reminds me of James, where, and I don't know where James, but it talks about, um, you know, not doubting. Chapter one. Chapter one. I See, think somewhere I around verse six. Um, but he, you know, he talks about not doubting and not being um, the one who. Yep, there it is. Um, let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. That's one verse six. And so that, that just, that word wavering just brought that picture to mind. By the way, I gave you the right verse. It, <laughs> of course you I said did. Verse six. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and so we need to be holding fast that and not, not doubting the things that we know, not doubting the things that God is asking us to do, but to um, hold fast to that and not be tossed about. Yeah, the actual, the literal Greek meaning of the word without wavering is not leaning. Mm. Like you don't lean one way or the other, and you, it's all based upon Him. Yeah. That's your hope. It's based upon Him. Right. Not It's not, praise Jesus, not based upon Hank. Right. Good grief. Right. Um, you know, I can be moody, and, right. and you know, just be honest, we're not always faithful. Right. I mean, you know, some people won't admit that, but I'll admit it. There right. are times. Absolutely. Uh, not trying to give too much to me, but I just told Ms. Mona to say a little prayer. I'd been disobedient in something mm. that I know God wants me to do, um, someone he wants me to speak to about faith, and I just haven't yet. So I'm going to try to fix that today, mm. though. But that, once again, so if you look at it by the meaning, I've been faithless. Right. So and so have you or that to James chapter 1? I was led to um, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Starting at verse 11, the saying is trustworthy for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. Here's what I was going to. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. Yep. So, brother, sister, um, here's the truth. You have a rock, and his name is Jesus, and he never leaves you right you know you can go all into with that to eternal security which we've talked about Mm -hmm. um you can go a lot of different ways but uh, 
we need to make sure we hold fast. I think of my dad worked in concrete for 50-some years. And I just think about, man, when that concrete, it firms up, man, and it right. dries out, it is holding fast. Right. It takes something major right. to break it. Um, now, for us, this is where the that sort of fall, illustration falls apart. In Jesus, we can never be broken. Right. But the picture of that concrete there is just tremendous that you hold fast setting concrete. Right. You can use that stuff. So Right. Um and it it when I was um reading it and thinking about it, um the two words that came to my mind were that we need to rehearse and remember. We need to rehearse what we know about God. We need to um constantly we can't be learning a truth about God and then just let it sit. We need to constantly be rehearsing that about God. And and again, we've said this before, but I'll say, go back to um, the beginning of our podcast where we talked about the names of God yes. because those that's God's character right there. And the things that we can know are true about God. And so we need to constantly be rehearsing that within ourselves so that we um, don't forget Um but then also to remember and to remember what God has done in your life. And if you remember how he has been faithful to you in the past, then you, when, when you are faced with a time when you need to hold on to that, you'll be able to, and you'll be able to, because you remember what he has done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that remembering too needs to, you need to go back into the Bible and remember what he has done for um, the people in the Bible and remember what he has done to that in order to be able to hold hold fast to know that he'll do it for you too mm-hmm. because if he did it for them he's going to do it for you because he's the same yesterday today and tomorrow absolutely and if you think about it you know we we in hebrews chapter 11 well, you have all the big names mm-hmm. you know but then and I, I think i've said this and when we get there i can't wait to get this part <laughs> you get the very end of it he talks about and god's others yes ones that are nameless right but it talks about who they were, and then at, at that one great statement of whom the world was not worthy. Right. You need to have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and you need to always remember that. Yes. And so having my Bible wrote down Romans ten nine as far as without wavering, because the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart um, that God raised him from the dead, you shall be. The word shall be could also be rendered will be, also could be um, can be. But it doesn't mean um, ought to be. Right. It means you will be. Right. Without a doubt. Right. Saved. Yes. Period. Yep. Didn't I see nothing about losing our salvation right. in that text? Right. So, right. God is the one thing in our life that we shouldn't waver on, but yet we, do. we waver. We do. The world, I mean, it's tough. Yep. I should be honest. Yep. I've said it before. It's. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to offend some people. Um, it's it's like this: Satan has no new gifts or presents, but he just rewraps them. Yeah, and makes them look up. You know, the Bible even says that um, sin is pleasurable for a season. Mm-hmm. So you know, people tell me all the time, "Well, ah, man, I don't hate sin." I'm like, "Then why do you do it? <laughs> you enjoy it for a season." Let's just be, right. can we be real? Right. In the moment. Yeah, yep, in the absolutely. moment. Yep. Now, you may look back and say, what was I thinking? Exactly. I hate myself for it, which you should. It's a right. picture of you being saved. But in a moment, the Bible says it's pleasurable for a season. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't, who would do it? Right. And it'd be simple. Let's just follow Jesus. Boom. 
but we waver and and we just we we lean one way or the other, you know. And I I'm so sick of this election already, and it's still eighty some days. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you're not to the right, these people are mad at you. If you're not to the left, these people are mad at you. Well, bless God, he's not either political party. Right. You know. Right. So don't waver in that. Don't. I love the part. He who promises faithful. Yes. Is faithful. Yes, is faithful. And we need to cling to those promises in, in which we need to know them. You need to know what his promises are. You need to know um, who he is. And you can't know those things if you're not in his word. And that's why we um, come and um, do this so that we can draw you back, draw you into the word. Yes. That's all we want to do is draw you into the word um, to, so that you know him and his word um, better than you did yesterday. Why? <laughs> trying to formulate this question. Uh, <laughs> I know you're worried. I don't think you're struggling with this one. Why is his word so important? His word is life. His word is, um, it, it, I mean, his word is what gives us life. And his word is what um, gives us him um because he speaks his heart to us through his word Mm -hmm. um and so but it also it's our life because it changes our lives it gives us life it changed then it changes our lives then it moves us through life so that we can grow and um, become more like him you know i was thinking about you know i just preached a series through psalm 119 that everyone was about the word and the things that he did and but then I was thinking, as you were talking about, in the high priestly prayer um, there in John 17, um, let me find it. Where is it at? Oh, in verse 17, 17, I thought that's what it was. The Bible says, this is Jesus praying for me and you. Sanctify them in the truth. So then, okay, as a good expositor and... Mm-hmm. Exegeter of of God's word, you got to make sure you know what the word sanctify. Now you just wrote a a youth um, last year. You wrote a huge um, lesson on sanctification. I did. So give me your greatest definition <laughs> before I read the second part of this verse <laughs> of what you say sanctification really is. Well, sanctification is the process by which God makes us more like Him and makes us more like Christ and and makes us more um, holy. Um, and so it's a developing the righteousness within us. Um, but it never comes to completion until we get to heaven. Right. So now having thought about that, listen to again, sanctify them in the truth. Oh, I just lost my place. <laughs> Your word. And then he tells us what is truth. Your, Your word, word is, is truth. truth. Right. So if you want to be sanctified, translated, you want to be made to look more like Jesus. You want to have more righteousness in you. You want to have more holiness in you. It's not found in the world. Matter of fact, I would argue in a sense it's not found just through a prayer life, but it's found through you and God's word. Yes. You know, go back to Hebrews 4. You know, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Right. Um, and it, I love that it said it cuts <clears throat> to the very thoughts, the joints, the marrow, the and then you get to the end of that verse, maybe in the next verse, to the intents of the heart. Mm-hmm. It tells you what you're thinking. Right. 
and what your your thoughts are based on. Right. So I know you were looking up something else. No, I, I wasn't. Okay. <laughs> you weren't. I thought you were. No. <laughs> so uh, guess that that's why the word is so vital. It, it is vitally important that you find and please just stop. People tell me all the time. Well, I don't. I I I can't comprehend. <sighs> That just makes me tired. Yep. You know, so what you're telling me, when you make that statement, I want you to hear what you're saying. When you make that statement, here's what you're saying. You're outside of the ability of God through the Holy Spirit to tell you what he wrote since he yep. wrote the book. So you're beyond his purview of ability. <laughs> really? That's where you want to be. Right. That's what you want to say. It's just silly. Right. Yeah. It, and it is, it is a book that you need to have a spiritual mind to understand and you need the Holy Spirit to yes. guide you in understanding. And But I know, speak from, uh, you know, let me give a testimony that if you pray and ask for it, he'll give it to you. And he'll give you that understanding and he'll give you that desire for it and he'll grow that in you if you seek his face. Mm-hmm. And if you seek him and ask him for that, he will absolutely do it. James chapter one tells right. us that too. Right. You know, same thing. Okay. So in trying to make sure we get through, <laughs> let's move on to verse 24. So then um, 24 says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. So we need to consider how to um, provoke um, in a good way, not in a mean way, um, to cause other people to do acts of love and acts of service. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, I think so many times, and then it goes into not neglecting to meet together. You know, so many times I think that we come to church and say, what am I going to get out of this today? Um, Or if we're looking for a new church, you know, as as I've had to do many times um, being an Air Force family, that, you know, what church am I going to go to that's going to give to me what I want? Um, That's just how selfish of us because first of all we need to go and see you know what church is is preaching the word of god and giving all glory to god mm-hmm. and if if the it doesn't point you directly to god then you shouldn't be there um but here we're told you need to meet together so that you can stir one another up so mm-hmm. that you can encourage one another in your faith if we come in on Sunday morning and we come in and we participate in the service and then we leave, we're not living out this verse. Right. Not at all. And really our being part of the church is so that we can um, build each other up so we can encourage each other. We can strengthen one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's a long, deep conversation, but sometimes it's just a, a, a hug when we can do that again um, <laughs> or a smile or I'm praying for you or, you know, just even a hello sometimes is all somebody needs to be encouraged and strengthened for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we come. That's why we come together. One of the reasons why we come, yeah. we come to get worship God and give him glory and to build each other up. Exactly. And by the way, it's not just an accidental thing that you do this. Right. The word consider there, it means concentrated thoughts. Mm-hmm. So your goal, when you know, this is what I, I long to ask people a lot. What are you thinking about when you're walking through the doors? Right. You know, are you willing to come in there and sit down and just say, well, I'm here. 
fill me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not probably not going to happen for you. Right. Because it's the illustration of, you know, if my grandma <laughs> used to have a wood stove in her kitchen. And so what would have happened if toward the end of fall when it was really starting, the air was getting crisp and nights got very cold. And so my grandma or my grandpa would go in there and be like, all right, wood stove, give me some heat. Hmm. Give me some heat. <laughs> I need quite. you to give me some heat, wood stove. All right. But you've not added wood. Right. You've not added a, a match to try to get it started or kindling or whatever. So here's the truth. You don't bring down your own kindling and wood. I'm just the Holy Spirit working through me is not going to really do anything. Right. You got to be ready to worship. Right. You should have I sent out this Saturday mm-hmm. night and I'm going to try to start doing some little concentrated and concerted effort on Saturday night to people to start getting ready on Saturday throughout the day for Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, it's old cliche, but it's true. Sunday morning is a Saturday night decision. Right. It's not, let me wake up, and if I feel good, I'll go. Let's just be honest. You can find a billion reasons not to come to church. Yep. But there's one reason you should come. Mm-hmm. This is God's house. Right. You come to the house of God to meet the God of the house. Yes. And to worship Him. Yep. So, you know, you ought to concentrate your thoughts in, how can I today meet with Jesus? Right. It should be every week, but then, as you said, as we come on Sundays— Man, it, you know, in a sense, church should be a pep rally, man, yeah. to get you all excited and fired up for the rest of the week. Right. You know, and some people say, I don't come to have a pep rally for Jesus. <laughs> I'd rather have a pep rally for Jesus than a funeral for yeah, Jesus. Right. Good grief. Right. Or I've heard pastors saying that it's uh, that our time in the locker room to get ready to go out and play the game. Yeah. And so we come together. Um, to learn, to worship, and to um, encourage each other so that then when we go out into the rest of our week, um, that we are have all that to hold on to and to fall back on because life is hard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, <laughs> I mean, that's a simple no-duh statement, but it's so true. And, and, you know, and we sometimes don't know when we walk out the doors on Sunday morning after we've been in church, we have no idea what's coming and and so if we haven't used that time to prepare us um, and to to feed into us what we need, then we're going to find ourselves not able to do that battle. Mm-hmm. And we, we need to be. You give up a lot of times if you think right. you're battling it alone. Right. Go back to Elijah. Right. Right after Mount Carmel. Right. Um, it's easier to fight when you're lockstep with somebody and you're locked arms. Yes. So... Um, the word, and then the word neglecting, it really is a worse picture than just neglecting. It means abandoning. Mm-hmm. Abandoning. Mm-hmm. I'll get that out. And then he says, so this is not a new thing. Right. It, Paul, you know, I keep saying Paul. I don't, mean, who, it, I don't think it was no, Paul either. I don't, I just, it's <laughs> that whole mentality of when I grew up, it was like yeah. Paul wrote it. And, yeah. and that's, and, and to be honest, I don't think Paul wrote it. Right. Um, but it's just, it's hard to get some things that are ingrained <laughs> in you. You know, my dad thought Paul wrote it, so yeah. that was the end all be all right. Paul wrote it. And I could never convince him otherwise. And he's like, well, <laughs> you know. But uh, obviously it was happening then as well. Right. Once again, Satan has no new tricks. tricks. 
He just repackages them, packages them in new wrapping paper right. to right. draw your attention. Yep. What do you? I love church. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority. <laughs> well, I'm right there with you then. I, I absolutely love church. Right. And I know some of the people listening going, well, duh, you're the pastor, <laughs> yo. I loved church when I wasn't the pastor. Right. I love church when, when my son's preaching or when Terry St. John or Ed Pope or Rick Vi or or Lynn Marston or, or Ricky Hogan or some of my guys or, or I love church. Yep. Man, I was about to go crazy yesterday. You guys, a praise song y'all had yesterday was, by the way, your son did a great job on the space thing. And um, just everything. But then, number one, yesterday, if you weren't here yesterday, shame on you, especially if you're a member. Um, man, we sing How Great Thou Art. Mm-hmm. Come on. And it's in the top three of all-time hymns. Right. You know, just being honest. Let's go. And then we sing God of Wonders yep. and What a Beautiful Name. Yep. In the middle of it, Holy, Holy, Holy. Yes. I mean, you're talking about setting the tone, man. Yes. I'm over there. I don't know if you ever glance. You're you're worshiping as you're singing too. So my eyes aren't open very much. But I'm over there just pacing back and forth. Yeah. I love church. I love to sing hymns. You know, people ask me all the time, "What's your favorite music?" God music. Right. I don't care if it's hymns. I love hymns. I love Southern gospel. I love contemporary Christian. Eh, not so much in the Christian rap. There's a little bit. Um, Christian bluegrass. Eh. <laughs> um, but for the most part, if it's if it's God exalting, right. I'm I'm in. Right. Man, just to lift up Jesus. I, I don't know how you could sit in that service yesterday, specifically with the singing, and not be like jacked up yes. to open up his word. Right. Um, well, it was beautiful in that um, it all just pointed to God mm-hmm. and His the glory of Him and the um, it, it just how amazing He is. And some Sundays, some Sundays the music might not hit it quite so well, but the fact is is that we are still gathered yes. as fellow believers, as a family, as um, believers who need to just come around each other and. Um, and maybe this was, I know we, through the whole COVID thing and having to go into um, and not being able to meet in the building, and yes, we still had church, and yes, we still had preaching, but it was, th- what was what was missing? Being together. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I don't know about anybody else, but for myself, that being together was what I missed the most. And even when we were out in the parking lot <laughs> and in our individual cars, we were still together, and so that yeah. was a little bit better. Um, but, you know, just made me appreciate that the ability to be together and how important that is um, to just physically come together. Um, and gosh, I'm missing Sunday nights and Wednesday nights oh, yeah. so much because that's another time when we can come together and and get in a huddle and um, and get that refreshing um, power that we need to go out and face the world absolutely and by the way i don't want nobody to think that it's just the music but it's all about the word right. preached right you know my words are not returned void right that's you know faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god right but man when when singing just prepares your heart to worship yes 
And um, I, we we went out and go on this rabbit trail because our time is basically up, but we got through it. What we under, don't understand is really the preached word is the time of worship. Yep. Now some people are like what? Right. The it's the preached word. Yes. Is when worship starts. Right. The singing prepares you to come right. into the presence to worship Him through His word. Yep. Not the singing. Right. Um. So never forget that that right. it's all about the preached word. That's the reason. If, you know, I, I struggle with people that want to go to a church. Well, they got really good music. And what about the preaching? Yeah. You know, you can have the greatest singing in the world, but if the preacher's not you know, preaching, not right. preaching the word, yep, absolutely. Then absolutely. what are you, what are you going for? A right. show? Right. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> Maybe you can write something for a blog on the mosaic of marrying about that. Oh, is that what you want me to write? Yeah, about? I wrote. I wrote last week's, and oh, so this I week forgot about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, man! Wow, this is. We finally got through it. We. I told you we'd get through. We it. We did. I knew we would. Closing thought. Um, gosh, I, I'm going to go back to the um, keep on, keep on drawing near, keep on holding fast, keep on considering. It is something that we need to be doing all the time, not just do it once and forget about it, but we need to constantly be doing it. It needs to be an ongoing thing. Um, and, um, because it's just that important. Mm -hmm. It's just that if, if it wasn't that important, then we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be told to keep on doing it. Right. But we are told to keep on doing it because it is that important. Um, and so we need to make sure that we're doing that. My closing thought is just this. Man, you ought to just love God with everything you got. That's my heart. That's really my heart about Christianity. I want to get people and to do all I can to get them to love God with all they got and to find themselves daily at the throne of grace to get mercy and forgiveness and anything else you need. But so, you know, know, this has been a little bit more serious. We've laughed time with you. It's been a little bit more serious today because I just, man, I want people to love Jesus. Yep. And I want God to use me to help people to love right. Jesus. Right. So that's that. Yeah. So you pray and right. then um, I'll close us and we'll be done. Great. Father, we thank you for the instructions that we have in your word and the exhortations that we have in um, the way in which um, we are encouraged to do the things that we need to do, not because we're doing works that need to get us to you, but because we are um, doing things as that flow out of our love for you. And, and Lord, um, I pray that our love for you and for your word would grow stronger and stronger. And so that we can say that um, the world is dead to us and we are dead to it. And so, because it is you and your word that we need to live for. And so cause that to happen in us, I pray. Thank you for the privilege of being here each week and for, thank you for those who are listening. And I pray that you would bless them abundantly. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Hey, guys, this has been the Mosaic of Marion, and we're so glad you joined us. And I am Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church, and my trusty sidekick, Miss Mona, my home slice. <laughs> and I'm um, so thankful for her. And, um, hey, if you don't have a church, find one that loves God and preaches his word. God bless you guys. Bye-bye.